please welcome Brother David Thomas. How many of you love the Lord tonight? Amen. You know, I want to thank uh, Pastor Randy for the opportunity to just uh, share tonight uh, with the Palace family. I want to wish everybody a happy new year. How many of you have a, a great expectation about this year? How many of you have a great expectation about this year? I believe uh, we're going to see some good things this year. I really believe that. Um, I, was, uh, I was thinking about David's prayer, and I'm going to kind of uh, try to speed it up a little faster than I normally do, but in uh, Psalms 27, 13, David said this, he said, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And we here at the palace, we're believing to see God's goodness. How many of you can say amen? How many of you believe we can believe to see the goodness of God? And uh, that's what we're believing for here. You know, I don't, uh, I really don't know what 2022 Will bring. How many of you know we got better hindsight than we do foresight? But there's uh, one thing that I know the righteous will never, ever be forsaken. We'll never be forsaken. We have a promise that He said He'd never leave us, He'd never forsake us. He's with us in life, He's with us in death. And how many of you know one day He'll be with us throughout eternity? Come on, church. I, I can only imagine how great it's going to be. But God's never going to leave us. You know, I think uh, I heard a minister say, you know, this, uh, this year there's going to be some highs and some lows. And uh, it seemed like there always is. You know, I know that people come through some tough times in the last couple of years. You know, come through some lows uh, through various circumstances. Did you know we don't have to quit when it gets, gets tough? We don't have to give up. We don't even have to complain. What we need to do is maintain. Amen? Because uh, the scripture says we're to endure hardness as good soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? You know... Uh, there's times in all of our lives when we need to take inventory of our lives. I believe that with all of our heart. You know, I, uh, Janet and I, uh, New Year's, we sat down on the front porch. The weather was fairly nice and we had our coffee and we, we were looking back and we were looking at uh, the year that had just passed. And we were looking at uh, things that we could improve in the coming year. How many of you want to improve in 2022 for the glory of God? And we began to look at, look at some areas spiritually where we could, we could uh, work on 
Am I the only one here tonight that needs to work on something? Come on, church. You know, uh, we begin to look at the things in the spiritual, and we get, begin to look at the things in the natural areas that we could improve for the glory of God. And we began to set some goals. I, I'm not much on New Year's resolutions, but I am big on setting goals to, to climb to higher heights and greater things for the glory of God. So, you know, November, uh, I want to get into this. And November, I guess it was uh, uh, 2021, November, that uh, I read an article, and, and it was uh, Kenneth Hagin uh, Jr.'s wife wrote the article, and it was entitled, Forming Your World with Words. Forming your world with words. And I began to see that, uh, that I was uh, becoming complacent in my confessions of faith. And one of the, one of the things that, that uh, God spoke to my heart concerning uh, 2022, that we're living in a time like never before, we're going to have to walk by faith and not by sight. We're going to have to have faith in God. Come on, church. And uh, we're going to have to trust God like we never have trusted him before because we're in a place like we've never been before. And uh, I, I began to see that, that I was uh, getting complacent in, in my confessions of faith. Let me, let me share this real quickly. Years ago, I worked at TL Cabinets and was a cabinet uh, maker. And in my department there, we, I did all the countertops uh, for the cabinets. We, we, we would, uh, you know, pick up, pick up one of those 12-foot countertops, and I would handle them by myself. And I remember the day that I grabbed one, and I had to, you had to just lay them flat and then slide, uh, slide them onto the countertop saw. Well, when I did that one day, years ago, it's been... 35, 40 years ago, I heard something pop in my back. Didn't bother me that day, but the next morning, I could not move. I mean, I, it just, it, it literally paralyzed me from walking and getting around. And, and I laid on the couch in my home all that week with something going on in my back. Now, I'm not... I don't have anything against doctors, but I'm just not one that likes to go to the doctors. Does anybody like to go to the doctor? So anyways, I, I didn't go to the doctor. And uh, I can remember, I learned something in that. You know, uh, I think it was Saturday night, laying on the couch. I began to just pray in the Holy Ghost. I, I was praying in the Holy Ghost and went to sleep praying in the Holy Ghost, I got up the next morning totally healed of that. I mean, I had no, uh, no pain whatsoever. You know, building yourself up on your most holy faith. I would recommend if, if, if something is attacking you, pray in the Holy Ghost. Well, since that time, I, I've, I've got to say that I've had difficulties with my back. And to make a long story short, 
in uh, November 2021, my, my pain level began to just really uh, excel. And I have a good tolerance for pain, but it just, it, it really become to a place where it's literally unbearable. Uh, if you've had any back problems, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I found myself saying, oh, my back hurts. My back hurts. I, I, I sounded like a broken record and, and uh, probably jo- drove Janet crazy. But, and then I, I got to saying, I'm so tired. I didn't feel like doing anything. The more I said it, the more it hurt. Come on, can you hear what I'm saying? The more I said it, the more it hurt. And the more I talked about how tired I was, the tireder I got. And God really spoke to my heart through an article and, and, and was letting me know that I was, uh, you know, just letting down concerning the confessions of faith. See, the problem that I was doing, I was talking about the problem instead of talking to the problem. I wasn't applying uh, Mark eleven twenty three, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things that come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And I wasn't applying the word of God. I, I was just simply talking about the problem that I was dealing with. Have, now I'm, I'm looking at you. I know you've been there. Talk about the problem, talk about the problem doesn't ever get any results. But when you talk to the problem, according to the word of God, come on, there's some things that can happen. I want to talk just a little bit about the fact that words are so important. The words that we speak in Proverbs uh, 18.21, we all know it, we've heard it many times. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Amen. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, I like this translation here. Uh, new, new uh, good news translation. Listen to this. I really like it. It says, what you say can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. Let me say that again. What you say can preserve life or destroy it, so you must accept the consequences of your words. The Message Bible said words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. You know, there is a, there is a positive and negative side in an automobile battery. I'm never even say amen. A positive and a negative side. So it is also with the tongue. There is a positive and a negative side in the tongue. There is life and death in the power of the tongue. Now, I'm going to throw out some negative things tonight. Can you handle it? Maybe I need to smile real big when I, when I give them out. These are some negative things about the tongue. Uh, What about gossiping? 
Wouldn't you say that's a negative thing? Criticizing. Murmuring and complaining. I remember a lady that, uh, bless her heart, she, uh, if she wasn't complaining, she wasn't talking. You know what I mean? If she wasn't complaining, she wasn't talking. These are negative things. What about interrupting? Well, we don't think about that too much. I've caught myself interrupting people. Or dominating the conversation. What about words of unbelief? Isn't that a negative force that God is not pleased with? Talking about and running, running down others. These are negative things about the tongue. In Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, there are several things that God lists in the Word of God that God hates. Three of them relate to the tongue. A lying tongue, a false witness, and one that sows discord among his brethren. I read this in my studies uh, preparing this word. It says, a tongue that runs loose and is not controlled and disciplined knows little love and little enjoyment of life. 1 Peter 3.10 says, for he that will love life and see good days. How many of you want to love life and see good days? Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking guile. Proverbs 21, 23 says, Whosoever keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from trouble. Have you ever, have you ever said something and in the moment you said it, you, you wish you wouldn't have said it? You know, we, we've all been there. You know, just the Holy Spirit will prick your heart. And, and some things just don't need to be said. How many of you can say Amen. I get myself in trouble by cutting up. I like to cut up. You know, I, I, I was going to get Randy. I, I, I was going to, well, I did, but I really didn't do it like I wanted to. But I, I was, uh, was going to ask him tonight, who's preaching tonight? You know, that's the worst thing someone wants to hear when you're scheduled to preach, you know. And then uh, Pastor Kent, you know, I... You know, he, he was uh, talking about a, a waitress that was, you know, saying happy holidays. And he'd say Merry Christmas. She'd say happy holidays and Merry Christmas. And I told Brian, I'm going to text pastor and tell him happy holidays. <laughs> I was talking to him on the phone. He said, Merry Christmas. I said, happy holidays. He, he, he said, I'm going to get you. <laughs> I get myself in trouble just cutting up sometimes. I really do. Um, what are we saying? Uh, that's what I want you to hear tonight. What are we saying? Because it's so important that we realize the importance of it. You know, the Bible teaches that you get saved because you believe and say something. Not just because you believe. Because you believe and say something. See, there's been a lot of teaching about faith and not so much about the words that we speak through the years. 
Romans uh, 10.10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the, the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's the same way you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You believe, but you speak the utterance as the Spirit God gives you utterance. Faith and speaking go hand in hand. Faith is always expressed through words. Faith will never rise above the words that you speak. We're talking about tonight, what are we saying? This is what God really laid on my heart to uh, share with the palace family tonight. The woman with the issue of blood... Her faith was speaking when she said, if I be but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Now, now, faith has a voice. And the reason I know it was faith that was speaking, because Jesus said, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go, and, go thy way and be healed. Faith has a voice. I was thinking about the 12 spies sent out into Canaan's land. They were to spy out the land. How many of you know that was God's promise to uh, the children of Israel? And 10 of them came back with an with a, a evil report. What was that evil report? It was unbelief in the things that they said. Well, surely it's a, it is a place that flows with Milk and honey, but there are giants in the land and we look like grasshoppers in their eyes. What they were saying uh, within themselves is we're not able to go in and possess the promise of God. That's what they were saying. And, and I've always said it like this, those that say they can't, don't. And those that say they can, will. Joshua and Caleb were, were men of another spirit. Caleb Stilled him and said, let's go in at once because we're more than able. Now, he wasn't talking about his strength. He's seen, he seen the giants in the land. He's seen the walled cities, but he knew in whom he served. Amen? You know, I was, uh, I was looking in, uh, in James where it says, in many things we offend all. He that offendeth not in word is a perfect man and able to bridle his whole tongue. And it goes on to say, you know, uh, we put bits in the horse's mouth to turn them where we want them to go. And the ships, the mighty ships with, that are driven with fierce winds, they, with the helm, they're governed and turned the way that they are to go. And, and, and then it talks about this member that we have but I want to tell you this, it, it doesn't give us the excuse, you know, because the Bible says, you know, no man can tame the tongue. And how many of you know that God does not excuse us for that? Does sweet and bitter water come out at the same place? No, God is speaking in that chapter. You know, someone said, well, no man can tame the tongue, just let her rip. That's not what, what it's teaching us right there. And, and the message tonight that I'm sharing with you is what is, what is God saying? Or what, is, what, are, what are we saying? 
I want to wrap it up real quick. This went off in my spirit. If, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs uh, chapter 4 real quick. Verses 20 through 23. Very familiar. How do, you, how do you govern your tongue or how can you help discipline your tongue? I believe the answer is right here. It says, my son, attend to my words. In other words, the word of God has got to be a priority in our life. Come on, can I get an amen in, in the palace of praise? It has, if you want to live in the victory, you've got to have the word of God as a priority in your life. No way around it. My son, attend to my words. Listen to this. Incline thy ears unto my sayings. Incline thy ears unto my saying. You know what you're doing? You're inclining your ears unto his sayings tonight. How many of you know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God? It doesn't come by what you heard. It comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. See, I, uh, when I heard what that article spoke to me, I heard it in faith come. And I began to speak to my body. I began to speak to the problem. And I want to tell you something. I'm doing much better, honey. Come on. Incline thy ears unto my sayings. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. A lot of things are being said today. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Keep what in the midst? Keep his sayings in the midst of, uh, of your heart. For they are what? For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. His sayings are life and health to all our flesh. How many of you believe that word? You know, the, the scripture says, uh, I think it's Proverbs 12, 18. It says the mouth of the wise is health. The mouth. How many of you know God wishes above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers? Then it goes on to say, and I'm going to wrap it up. I'm, I'm trying, Randy. It says, uh, And keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. In other words, guard, guard what's going inside of you. Let the sayings of God be, be embedded within our hearts, for out of the abundance of of the heart, the mouth does what? The mouth speaks. So really we have a recipe right here, you know, to, to experience life and health. But we got to do different than what I was doing and speaking about the problem and just talking about the problem. That, that really doesn't help you at all. But we can speak to the problems of life. Amen. I want, I want to say this in closing. We ought to speak life over the palace of praise. Come on. We ought to speak life over the palace of praise. Glory to God. Come on. We ought to speak life over these pastors. I believe they hear from God. I'm praying that God keeps them in, in the vein of what is needing to be said. That's my prayer for you guys. 
Hallelujah. And I believe that we're going to see some good things this year. It might look tough out there. I, I was telling pastor, I believe we're on the threshold of revival church. Come on. I believe we're on the threshold of revival. And I believe that we can see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I'm going to close with this. It's a psalm of David. I believe it's his prayer. It's in Psalms 19, 14. And he says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you, O Lord. How many of you want the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart to be acceptable unto the Lord? Amen. Well, that's what God gave me tonight to to share with you. And I tell you, it's been burning in me. Let faith arise. Look at somebody and say, let faith arise. Come on. Let faith arise. Well, I want to ask you to stand with me tonight. We're here to, to pray, and I, I believe this is the heart of God for us to to be in agreement with the leadership of this church and leading us to prayer. Prayer is powerful. And I just want to invite you to come and, and uh, pray and seek the Lord.